This is the Three Skeevers Podcast. All right, episode 39 of the Three Skeevers Podcast with Grim from Grim's Forge Gaming and myself, Icy, with Icy Fire Gaming. How you doing, Grim? Good. How are you? Pretty good. We have a special guest today, Mr. Captain Crunch. How you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Awesome. So before we uh, jump into talking about a whole bunch of stuff today, if uh, Captain, can you give us a like a summary or you know what you what you do on your uh, YouTube channel? Yeah, um, my channel is um, all Elder, Elder Scrolls online content, um, mostly Nightblade. I've got a lot of videos like how to how to burst combo, how to use your shade properly, um, as well as like some you know silly gank videos and. Kind of just stuff like that. Uh, challenges. I do a lot of different challenges. My last video, I did a ganking people with no weapons equipped, which was pretty cool. I had like two thousand weapon damage. So, I mean, just so, I like to do things like that. So for that one, are you just punching people the whole time or something, or like, <laughs> no, like ambush using... into a like a surprise attack punch? Yeah, it's using like class abilities, what light weaving punches. So. Like, uh, you know, I was using in-cap, still hitting, like, 10k in-caps, by the way, with no weapons equipped, which is pretty good. Um, but yeah, just light weaving punches. I actually had a 1v1 in that video with a fully geared Stam DK, and, and I beat him at the end there, which is pretty <laughs> cool. Jesus Christ, I'd, I'd hate to be on the receiving end of that. Yeah. 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 Is that the guy you stood over and threw punches at the end? Yeah, I made sure to stand on know. top of him. Uh, I made sure to stand on top of him afterwards and throw like some air punches so he knew that I was unarmed. Yeah, that's funny. Hey, you need to send that raw footage to Dr. Gankenstein. He could do a super funny uh, Street Fighter, you know. Yeah, that would be great. Montage with it. <laughs> yeah, I guess some sound effects like Hadouken and all that yeah, crap. Yeah, <laughs> ready, fight. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. Cool. So this week, it's been a... Uh bit crazy i know for me i was on kind of vacation hanging out with my parents and stuff so i've just been logging in doing my writs most of the time but i know for the rest of you guys almost everyone at least in the discord for us content creators here in the grimsforge gaming channel a lot of people have been playing new world so let's talk about that for a bit what do you guys think overall um so far i like it um there's i don't know if it I don't know if it's going to fill the Elder Scrolls Online void that I have, but it's definitely better than any of the other um, MMOs that I've played recently, at least. Yeah, I think that um, ESO combat is going to be very fast, you know, much faster than... Uh, new world combat but new world combat seems to be more skill based like um directionally where you're aiming like if you're aiming a musket or a bow or a staff you have to hit your target you know and that's part of the thing is actually connecting and making contact on the ranged attacks so that's something i do think they need to figure out the a lot of people just run <laughs> like as soon as combat they're flagged for pvp and the second pvp starts they're like oh hell no and they just <laughs> take off running and everyone moves at the same speed so there's very few abilities in the game that give you like a speed 
boost or speed buffs so you find yourself just like running and pacing them you know and trying to catch them just to kill them and so that's kind of a thing that we'll have to figure out if uh, i just if i just keep running maybe you maybe i'll bore you with the chase and you'll leave me alone <laughs> yeah oh they well, just... we chased we chased a guy for probably 10 minutes the other day and then uh couldn't catch him and eventually he just got back to town and then he was immune to damage yeah yeah oh, wow. so that's what they do is they just know which direction town is and just run <laughs> run so yeah so that's kind of a thing um is there do you get like a rear view camera so you can see if anyone is still chasing you because you know i would i would think the moment when i try to swing around to just look behind me it's going to slow me down like an inch which is going to get you closer and closer to me i didn't yeah. notice if there was one or not um i had a group chasing me and i just kept running until they stopped shooting their muskets and then i turned around and <laughs> until you stop hearing the, the bullets <laughs> yeah. flying by and the arrows oh. flying by Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I think something else that's a little different too is the bar swapping. So when you're equipping a weapon, Captain and I were kind of messing around with this when he was kicking my butt dueling. Um, when you're switching weapons on the bar swap, it's not as quick as like say ESO. Like an ESO, you could go from one weapon bar swap the back bar weapons are now in your hand. You're going. You can even be holding block in ESO and bar swap, and you'll only drop block for a millisecond as you switch, right? And you're ready for combat. But in this one, you'll literally have to unsheath your sword or pull your axe off your back. And so figuring out how to animation cancel, what abilities will animation cancel some of these unsheathing and, you know, battle ready that's something that we were kind of playing around with he has a slick uh captain has a slick combo with a sword and board into a two-handed axe and he was super successful with that i think he cut my head off like 50 times so yeah the um the axe when you pull it out he does kind of like a twirl animation with the axe and so i figured out a way to cancel it if you what I was doing to Grim was on my sword and board bar, I was knocking him down with shield bash. And then if you hold block and bar swap, he doesn't do the twirl animation. You can go straight into a two-handed execute and the axe, which was pretty strong. Yeah, there was no time for me to get out of the way. So, and I think the scaling on that was like, what, a 400% attack? So Yeah, it's like three or 400% if you're below 50% health. So that pretty much one shots like most people, I guess. Yeah, that was a really nice combo. So figuring out like those little things, I think ESO has been out for so long that um, you kind of start taking that stuff for granted, like the, all these little tips and tricks and shortcuts you've learned along the way. And now here's a new game in front of us and we're trying to figure those things out. Like I've, um, another thing that Captain and I ran into was when I had the life staff equipped, which is the equivalent of uh, a resto staff, right? And ESO, a lot of the healing abilities on the life staff are kind of a, either a targeted AOE, like you targeted on the ground. So you have to select where you're going to drop it, and then you have to select to actually drop it, right? So it takes that little extra click, click just to get a heal going. And meanwhile, 
you know, somebody with a two hand axe is just hack, 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 you know. Um, so there was that. A another thing, too, is. Oh, quick, quick comment on that one, Grim. So mm -hmm. ESO works the same way with that, but we have the option to quick cast yes. that ability. And, so is and that. We don't. No, oh, okay, okay. they don't have it yet. We were looking for that. So that was part of the problem. Also, another thing, too, is when you first initiate where you want to select to drop that at, like that heel on the ground, until you hit the button the second time, if you're hit during that between the first click and the second click, uh, you're stunned or staggered. And so that was a problem when three you got three abilities on your life staff bar and all three of them need to be selected where to put and then initiated and so it opens there's a large window of time frame that you can be staggered or stunned um, while you're trying to heal and so but i did find out that there's a thing called grit and um it is in the life staff most skill lines weapon skill lines have access to somewhere on the skill tree um a thing called gain grit you know and grit will prevent you um or give you some resistance to stagger or stun and so i did find that on the life staff bar and so i thought maybe it might be interesting to go back and revisit to see if they're as um ineffective you know under pressure when grit is up you know i can still get everything off um still taking damage but we can at least get the heels off so thought that was interesting yeah it was pretty it was pretty difficult for you to cast your heels when i was just spamming the two-handed axe on you i think yeah yeah she was just hacking me up to little bits um so can you is is there like a not like a channeled but can you interrupt people doing their stuff or no not does, that it slow you, does it like slow you down in some way, maybe? I noticed that when he flanks me, or if you flank an enemy and you hit him from behind, it'll add a um, slow to them. But I don't know if that was more so a component of the stagger, like the 30% slow or 20% slow, whatever it was. I wasn't able to pull away from him in that time frame. I was actually walking really slow. It might be attached to the stagger. So, I don't know. We'll have to play around with that a little bit. I think we have until, what's the date that the beta runs through? The second, I think. Yeah. So, I want to play around with that and kind of see. I did, like, so Christopher ESO, a lot of content creators, like you said, I see, are checking out New World. And um, one of the things that we, actually, I just saw... Captain, you were talking to someone this morning, maybe Fragman saw about this, but lag hasn't been really bad um, for as many people are running around in the game. No, guys... I mean, performance is great. The, I'm getting over 100 FPS. I have a 3070 graphics card, but um, to compare with the exact same graphics card in Cyrodiil, I'm getting, you know, maybe 30, 20, 30 FPS. Right. Uh, and then in in New World, I was getting well over 100 FPS, 120, I think. Yeah, so that's kind of interesting. That, that has to do with like mega servers versus what regional servers. Something to th that's a thing too, right? Performance wise. Well, so I was talking with Imp 
I think maybe yesterday or two days ago, and I guess he was attributing it to those Amazon web servers, you know, <laughs> and I was thinking, well, I guess maybe freaking Zoss should have sold the whole kit and caboodle to Amazon and not Microsoft, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there's but, that meme that like Cyrodiil is on, on some dude's, you know, like computer under his desk at, at ZeniMax. <laughs> yeah, which is probably the truth, right? That's where yeah. Cyrodiil lives. Yeah. Jesus, that's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there no one else just released a video a day or so ago and it was kind of talking about his thoughts on Blackwood currently? Obviously, damage, we're in damage meta. Damage is very high right now. Um, bombers are a problem. Night blades are hitting super hard from stealth. It gives you, you know, limited counterplay. And, uh, but at the 19 minute, three second mark, you know, he kind of sums up the whole video. And the whole video is the overcorrection of changes. You know, we go from dots were super crazy and they were killing everyone, and dots were out of control to they nerfed dots so badly that dots were ultra ineffective on every single class and every single play style and you know he used an example of that and he just named a couple like far left turn then far right turn far left turn far right turn and he summarized it with what's the point you know what's the point in even farming gear or trying to build for the new far right turn or the far left turn when the game just doesn't work you can't break free you know you can't bar swap I'm trying to use an ultimate and it's just not working. Abilities aren't firing. And to sum it up, you know, he just said performance. Well, where are we at with performance? You know, uh, performance was supposed to be our primary goal, our primary everything. And he's like, in the last two years, the game has just progressively got worse and worse performance wise. So I, I don't want to. You know, let's not talk about the changes that we're going to be making to the game. Let's talk about performance. Is this happening or not? So thought that was very interesting. So I think, Grim, I think last week's podcast, we spoke about it a little bit, how, you know, with all the changes and stuff, like what's the point of farming for gear and everything? And I guess my, my point still stands with with the whole collection system how if you got all your ducks in a row then you're kind of prepared no matter what because if they make one set obsolete no no um no harm no foul for me because i can just return my crystals and just try another set that i got and then i'll be back in business right again no expenses uh no expense for me so but you know not you know that i guess that really just comes down to like how prepared you are but equally should we even have to make those changes? And I know I made a reference to League of Legends where, yeah, they make changes all the time, but their game is a lot different than ours. You don't have to farm hours and hours on end running 20, 30, 40, 50 dungeon runs trying to get a Draugr Hulk bow or whatever. And, you know, where compared to League of Legends, you just got to pay t uh, play for 20 minutes in a match and you can get the new gear or try the new build that you want and you're good. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I told, uh, I left a message. I commented on that video and I just said, I can't wait. So we're getting an extra, what, 10% damage mitigation from Battle Spirit Passive now? 
uh, 44% to 55%, I think was the official number. So 11%. Yeah. 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 So we're getting an extra 11% damage mitigation from Battle Spirit Passive. And then they've added Ironclad to the CP tree. So you can get an another 10% damage mitigation to direct damage attacks, which most of the heaviest hitting abilities in the game are direct damage attacks. You know, uh, the ones that are going to chunk your life are direct damage. And I said, so I can't wait to get my 10% from Ironclad, my 11% from Battle Spirit Passive, and my 10% from slotting um, uh, Revealing Flare. And then Captain was like, oh, and don't forget the uh, Vampire, you know, 30%. State yeah, 30 Vampire. <laughs> and I was like, I have to do all this just because I can't break free. And then oh. put on your put on your pariah for your extra 10k resist at low health. Oh yeah, the minor, yeah, <laughs> too. You could pick up minor protection from somewhere, I'm sure. So it sounds to me like they're just trying to passively nerf night blades without officially saying they are right because night blades are all direct damage, and also now everybody there's going to be a a 50 man zerg running around with revealing flare. Night blades are not going to be able to do anything like in the area as soon as one spotted you can have just a zerg of people throwing flare around yeah and um here's something too i don't know if you so i was on dan unified gaming he was uh, streaming yesterday and we were chatting in his chat while he was doing battlegrounds and stuff and we were talking about nightblade so nightblades are going to be able to take damage over time or dot damage now um, so currently when you hit shadowy disguise, it suppresses all damage over time effects, right? Um, you'll see at the bottom under your character, it'll just say miss, 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 miss while you're, and so you're not taking that damage over time effect, uh, anymore, you know, currently, but they're changing it to where you will take damage over time. Um, but you can still stealth. So it won't break your stealth, but you're also melting, you know? And I was like, so you're going to have to, and it's not like Stamina Nightblade's healing kit is impressive. You know, you've got your Vigor Burst Heal, and you've, or not Vigor, you've got your Rally Burst Heal on most builds, and you've got your Vigor, right? And that's pretty much it. And if you were to compare that healing kit to a Stam Crow, a Stamed in, you know, most other classes, even even Stamplars now, right? Stamplars gained a, a hot standing in their defensive room. Um, a Stamina Nightblade healing kit is less. And I'm like, do you think that that's going to be problematic? Now, now people can find you all over the place. And even though they're saying less things will break, um, less things will break Shadowy Disguise, though less things will break Cloak, but everybody and their mother is going to be running around with revealing flare. And if you get dots on you, congratulations, you can stealth just fine and it won't break. But the second you pop a vigor or pop, you can yeah. pop rally, you know, and not breaks. But the sec second you pop vigor because you're taking so much dot damage, you know. So what are your thoughts on all of that? <laughs> um. So let me just throw this one in too and then I'll. Put throw it to captain. So, do you guys think it's a net negative 
in terms of all the changes, like you know, for Fortnite Blade in particular, with oh, all the absolutely. stuff and stuff. So then, yeah, negative. yeah. Even though, even though, like um, certain, I think ground effects, um, stuff like that, is not going to pull you out of stealth anymore. It's still like, like just like Grim said, if you've got a massive dot on you, you've got to cast a vigor that's going to pull you out of stealth anyway. Or you could just crawl into a corner and die, I guess. But <laughs> I, I mean. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I feel like Nightblades are getting in a little bit rough uh, this patch for sure. And I'm probably biased because I play, I main a Nightblade, but I mean, the, the stealth is going to be worse than it is. At least maybe it'll work because right now when you, when you try to stealth, it, it just doesn't work. If you've got a group behind you, like stealth is supposed to cloak you for three seconds. Um, but if you've got like a Zerg behind you, you're trying to stealth, the eye will literally close and then reopen instantly. I don't know if that's latency related or what, but it just stealth just does not work at the moment. So I feel like it's going to be a good thing as far as it's going to be easier for for us to cloak, but at the same time, I think also I might be wrong, but it sounded like any projectile that was in the air, like um crystal frag or something. Right now when you cloak, it'll miss. But it sounded like it was still going to hit you after you were stealthed, if it was already traveling. Interesting. Yeah. And so that means that uh, dodge rolling is going to be super valuable. So everybody get your Crusader. Oh, wait, they changed Crusader. Yeah, you can't dodge roll. So <laughs> you can dodge roll with Crusader, but you're not going to get the double dodge roll window. So, um, yeah. And another thing that's like currently going on with stealth too is you could be cloaked or be hidden and let's say you're just over here to the right somewhere i don't even know you're there but if i pan my camera over that way and i just spam my gap closer i'll just gap close to you <laughs> oh really i didn't know oh, that. yeah oh yeah yeah so whenever i'm fighting a night blade you know i'll just spam my gap closer and it doesn't matter if he's stealth hidden or whatever it just goes to them you know yeah so that's kind of a problem yeah because yeah because we have gap closer spamming issues anyway so when you're trying to cloak people are just going to keep spamming that and i i think that's probably going to have to change because yeah. it's just not going to work right yeah we were talking about that too and he was like you know on the lines of fixing a night blades healing kit so many people complain about shadowy disguise well if shadowy disguise is not going to going to work effectively next next patch could you at least address dark cloak and make that a viable heal because i'll run around on a 30k health build and it still be only an 800 you know 800 hot and there yeah. are people there are people with three and 4k vigor ticks in ESO, you know, why 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 do I gotta work with just an 800 hot? Which doesn't make sense because they they nerfed uh, that last patch for absolutely no reason, right? I, I mean, they I know they nerfed Warden's heals too, but everybody knows that like Warden's heals are still overpowered. Mm -hmm. So there was yeah. really no reason for them to nerf that cloak heal, right? What would be a nice health tick for the dark cloak to make it more competitive you think probably a 1200 right at least minimum like what's your uh radiating 
regen hitting people for icy so the tooltip for pvp is about i think 28 well on a same Aragonian warden 28k and that's mm -hmm. about you know with you know after the battle spare calculations it's usually around like 1500 so anything honestly anything over a thousand is a solid tick for me yeah so that's i feel like that's where we're missing we're at 800 900 right now and we at least need to be a thousand to 1200 to even be kind of a viable heal dan had a really cool idea he said why don't you make it function to where when you activate it um it just starts that hot um it has a total duration time frame that the heal over time would equate to and if you activate it a second time you'll get that burst heal up front you know instead of a heal over time and or not quite the full heal because a lot of people will just hit it twice and use it as a burst heal all the time right but so do you want it to function like riley or do you want it to function like the um it's not corrupting pollen but the other morph to the warden's ability that, where if you double cast it it will burst heal instead yeah that right there and so it's worth the expense to get the burst heal out of it right so but you just said that people would just be double tapping instead and you if, said you didn't want that if resources permit you know i guess they're, if they're going to spend double the double it to get it back i don't know i think i just know that it needs to be looked at for sure because i feel like stamina nightblade's healing kits are lacking and we're having so many problems with stealth so so since i think it does scale with max health right mm -hmm. it does yeah so you want a competitive hot we'll say a thousand or 1200 what is the base max health for that number then like, are we talking like a 30k health Nightblade or like a 25k or a 20k Nightblade? When do you want that competitive hot to be equivalent to, you know, something? Well, not equivalent. We'll, we'll just say competitive hot, like 1200. What max health do you want? Maybe it shouldn't scale off health then. Right. I don't know. It could scale off weapon and spell damage or something instead. Or max resource. Yeah, max resource would be would be kind of cool because if you're stacking weapon damage a lot of the weapon damage stacking sets new moon clever alchemist you know whatever those are they they aren't heavy max stat you know they're not heavy max stat so it would prevent people from putting two weapon damage if it stacks off weapon damage they'll put two weapon damage sets on and they'll have just a crazy heal so Hmm. I feel like the Nightblade tanks would hate you then if you switched it from max health to something else, whether you know whether it be resources or weapon and spell. Yeah, but how many? I mean, really, how many people play uh, Nightblade tank? I mean, I know it's a thing in PVE, probably not as popular, but it's definitely there, you know. So yeah, but but equally, you do have healers and you know uh, pve content so i guess it really doesn't matter at the end of the day well yeah. there could also be a morph that could scale off max resource like the dk has right they have a uh what's it coagulating blood scales off max health and then the other morph scales off max resource you could do something like that people would yeah. have a choice i guess grim this kind of goes back to the, the discussion from like 
10, 15, 20 episodes ago where we just need more morphs in the game. Yeah. Maybe like a third morph that would kind of give us something that we could use. Or we'll say this, right? We'll do the, um, we'll have three morphs, right? We'll keep Shadowy Disguise as one. And then the base morph will be scales with, uh, we'll say, we'll say max resources or yeah, we'll say max resources. And then with, uh, you know, the third morph, it'll just be, you know, what Dark Cloak is now, scales of max health. Or, mm -hmm. you know, the base one will be weapon and spell. Yeah. What do you, Captain, how do you, if someone had, if someone asked you to compare ESO PvP versus New World PvP, what would you tell them? Uh, I would honestly tell them that ESO PvP is a lot better, probably. Uh, it's a lot more fluid. It's a lot faster. Um, I feel like ESO's PvP, though, has a, what do you call it, like a um steeper what's the word i'm looking for like a steeper skill um you know it takes more practice to be better at eso pvp than it does for new world in my opinion because of the light weaving because of all the various skills especially on nightblade where you have to light weave properly to get the bow proc stuff like that so yeah. uh i'll follow up now so obviously you guys have been playing for about a week now and I know in um, Warframe, there's like a funny little video where, you know, Warframe, like a, your first 100 days in Warframe, and then it goes like, you know, 1, 20, 40, you know, day 70, day 100, right? And you see the progression from, you know, barely being able to bullet jump or not even know what it is, and just like bumping in the walls constantly versus day 100. Now you are a ninja. You are unseen by all the NPCs, and you can get in and out of like any place within like a quarter of a second, right? And that's because you've been practicing and learning over those last hundred days. So your comment is based on one week of play. What do you think? Like, do you think it's gonna it's gonna change so much? We'll say 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 the beta was gonna last like three more months, right? So you do get to that hundred day mark of playing New World every single day um, till then. Do you think it's going to stay consistent with what you said, or is it going to be, whoa, this game is actually a lot of fun, and because of that 100-day practice, now people have discovered other ways to light attack, weave, or animation cancel, or some other crazy trick? Um, yeah, so I think that the... Like I said, I think that um, ESO PvP is a lot harder to learn. I'm trying to think back to my first week in ESO PvP, and I'm pretty sure I was absolutely terrible. And then my first week here in um, New World PvP, I feel like I'm decent, compatible, competitive, and it might be because I've had a lot of experience in ESO PvP, and that kind of relate. But I feel like the the learning curve is a lot steeper for ESO than it than it is for New World, just because of the light attack system, pretty much. So what about we'll say reverse, right? Just pretend you've been playing New World for you know, the same amount of time you've been playing ESO, and then you try ESO for the first time. You think that still stands? Yeah, I still think that the learning curve for ESO is much higher, just simply because of the light attack weaving, animation canceling, that kind of thing. There is a difference to... Um... <laughs> 
In New World, you've got three abilities on your bar, and they are actually on a global cooldown. And then your back bar has three abilities, and they're on a global cooldown. So at most, you got six abilities, right? In ESO, you've got six abilities just on your front bar alone. That's a good point, yeah. You know, um, and they're not on global cooldowns per se, you know. Like, if you wanted to spam them, you could, and that's why the light attack and figuring out where and when to land the heavy attack to get resources back in the tank and you could run the tank out you know really quickly in esl if you just spam all your abilities really quickly and go spamming abilities in new world isn't i could hit my all three of my abilities back to back on my front bar and now i'm just sitting and waiting you know waiting for what and so i have to go to my back bar now i got those three abilities to use so if i use those three abilities well now i can go back to my front bar so the pace combat pace is way different too i think just because eso's combat is much faster paced that takes a skill that takes a different learning curve uh, i said that i said that a uh, new world is higher skill set pvp but it's more so uh you have to hit your target, whereas tab targeting and things like that in ESO help out, you know, with landing on a particular and smart aiming and things like that. But there's still such a huge, there's so many more abilities and you don't have global cooldowns on them and, and you can put them, put a combinations together using three or four different abilities, it's just different animal, right? It's like trying to compare apples to oranges right now. Yeah, I feel like um, in in New World, you kind of just cast all three of your abilities, spam light attack a little bit, go to your back bar, cast all three of your abilities, spam light attack a little bit, and then just rinse and repeat. It seems a lot easier to me. You can, do you can dodge around, wait for your cooldowns. It's just, I feel like it's just the light weaving in ESO that makes everything so fluid for me. So um, when I was talking with Imp the other day, he actually told me not necessarily the opposite, but he said that your abilities are not on global cooldowns, but your light attacks are. And then he, he kind of explained it for like a couple minutes, but I have to, I guess we'll have to just have a conversation with him afterward and just yeah. get get the, uh, you know, just confirm what is what exactly is going on because I know he was definitely saying that yesterday. So. Yeah, this, the various skills in New World have different cooldowns. Some of them, are I've noticed, are shorter, like five seconds. And that's like if you are throwing a spear or something. And oh, then we're throwing okay. an axe. Yeah, and then there's um, other ones that, like the heals, um, the big damage attacks, the executes, stuff like that. They have like a 20-second cooldown for all the abilities. Oh, yeah. okay. And yeah, your light and heavy nice. attacks work very similar to ESO. If you want a light attack, you just tap the light attack button you want a heavy attack hold the light attack button down and he'll swing a heavy attack you know so is there a I was gonna... attack in there uh i don't think so okay if i was going to compare the combat in new world to to any other game it would probably be conan exiles i don't know if you guys have played that before but it's very it feels very similar to me especially when you have like a two-handed axe I wonder, think about this. Do you guys remember when ESO, when Zoss was contemplating adding global cooldowns to abilities? <laughs> would that oh, combat, I can't that. 
Yeah, would that combat be just like what we're playing right now on New World? Probably. <laughs> yeah. It's the reason why I don't like Final Fantasy, the Final yeah. Fantasy uh, MMO, is because all the abilities have global cooldowns. I can't stand that. I want to be able to cast my skill when when I want it, right? I don't want to have to wait. Isn't yeah. it kind of like WoW, Final Fantasy? Yeah. Um, yeah. I it's... think it's action combat, though, isn't it? But yeah. skills have global cooldowns. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, it's similar. Yeah. In Final Fantasy, you can tab target uh, a character too, and you're literally locked into them. So while you're strafing around them or moving around the battlefield, you're always looking at them in their direction. So that's a thing too. But um, yeah, and lots of abilities, you know, both WoW and Final Fantasy, you have tons of abilities, and some of them are, you know, as less impactful than others so there's that where you only got three abilities in new world and all three of them you need to make sure all three of them bring something to the table because you're <laughs> there's a cooldown after you use it so yeah so uh let's talk eso let's oh, talk oh, your... okay one more thing before we go to eso mm -hmm. after the beta is finished and new world officially launches are you guys going to make the switch? What's the game plan for that? I'm not going to switch full-time, no. I'll play New World, you know, maybe here and there, but it's not going to be my main game, no. Yeah, I'm kind of of the same mindset. Yeah, I know uh, Christopher ESO said the same thing. He said, I don't know if this will supplement ESO completely, um, you know, and you have to take into account the time invested in ESO and stuff too, but um it really kind of depends on if performance if the game is working or not so i 100 percent see myself not being able to break free in a fight that i should be able to break free and dying and logging out immediately and going over to new world <laughs> you know uh to be honest so if eso is not working and Dawnbreakers aren't working and abilities aren't working and I can't take flight still and I can't bar swap, I will go do something less stressful where I've only got three abilities on my bar and I have to wait for a global cooldown to use abilities, but everything works. So that's my two cents. Let's yeah. hope that um let's hope that the new game actually makes it so the uh, Zenimax gets in and fixes uh PvP. If they see people that are moving over to New World, maybe they'll have more motivation to try and fix Cyrodiil so people will come back and play. Yeah. Well, you'd have to think, I mean, Zoss is sitting back going, we're the superior product. You know, we've been out for seven years. We have more than three abilities on my bar and they're on our bars and they're not global cooldowned. And, you know, we're super deep. If we're not even talking PvP related, you know, like in game to style to housing to whatever, there's a lot going for ESO. Um, they they need to just. We've had this conversation before. I see they need to just stop everything that they're doing with proposed changes and this, that, and the other, and just fix the game. So they just need to fix the things that aren't working properly. Yeah, I mean that that comment in the PTS notes where they were talking about how the break free glitch or whatever you want to call it is actually being addressed with the desyncs and stuff. So it sounds like 
I know we've been vocal about it for months, but it sounds like they're actually doing something. So there's there's hope there. Yeah. Um, so uh, I guess for me, I know I'm not pre-ordering. I'm not even going to play the beta for New World. But I think because I've been burned too many times already <laughs> with with these developers, you know, Godfall being you know one of them, Anthem. Oh man, I, I oh man, I loved Godfall. Dude, man, I, I wanted Anthem to work so bad, and then Godfall, it, it seemed cool to start, and then, oh man, there was just so many problems, and yeah. um, I was very disappointed when I pre-ordered those pre-ordered those games, and they wound up not being as as fun as I wanted it to be with all the problems and everything. So, I am certainly not going to pre-order New World as as much as you guys are having a, you know fun and everything right now. I'll probably wait two three months afterwards. And see what the reviews say and whatever, and then I'll hop in if you guys are all, you know, uh, um, charging up and stuff. And it's actually, you know, proving to be, yo, I see. We need like uh, support over here, man. Like you, you're missing out. This is a little hell of fun. So that that's probably when I'll decide to come over. But until then, you know, I'll be doing my written Alanor every day till then. <laughs> it has yeah, been a lot of fun with the you know group of four or five of us running around. We we call it zerging, even though it's not zerging, but we you know we run around zerg down some solo players, and it's kind of trolly and it's funny and it's been fun. But the like, and I haven't noticed any huge bugs except for there's a bug with the bar swapping at the moment where it doesn't show your abilities right when you bar swap. But hey. Fragman Saul showed me how to fix that. Oh, so, okay. So there's yeah, a for it. there. Well, it's a workaround, or it's uh, you just go into the settings, and there's another setting that shows your abilities at all times, and it'll show your front and your back bar at all times, and you never have to worry about you know when you bar swap if it shows up or not. So I like it infinitely better. So I'm super glad that he showed me how to do that. I'll have to show you. Yeah, I don't think, other than that, I don't think I've ran into any major bugs or anything. Yeah. Have you? Mm-mm. Yeah. No. So, I mean, it's I, fairly polished, I think. It's yeah. optimized, for sure, because, you, I mean, in town, you're getting good FPS, even though there's 100 other players running around and yeah. in the forest with all the vegetation. Yeah, it's a beautiful-looking game. Yeah. The voice chat thing is a little interesting on that, right? Like, I was... Uh, getting some stuff out of my bank in town and you can hear like 10 different kids talking to each other and stuff like that. And I was like, well, we need to turn that off. Oh, oh mine you... must be off. Cause I've never heard anybody talk in game. Oh yeah. They're, they're <laughs> just chatting up a storm and I'm like, yeah, I don't want my daughters learning new words. We're going to be shutting that <laughs> off. <laughs> Wait, are they using the proximity chat? Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, and there are people like making trades, like, hey, I'll trade you, you know, some iron ingots for some, you know, for two steel ingots or whatever. What do you, you know, yeah, I'll do that. Okay, I'll meet you at the whatever, whatever. And, you know, so it's, that's interesting, but I'll probably be shutting it off. <laughs> that's, that's kind of cool. So, oh, in terms of your Zergling comment, Captain, hey, man. Mm -hmm. If you're complaining about getting Zerg down, like you could just turn it off, and then it's you're not going to the gangs and stuff. Because honestly, with a game like that, if you're not in a gang, I don't know what you're doing. You know. <laughs> so funny story. We 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 were all excited, right? We had like five people 
um, we're like, oh, we're going to go zerg people down. And so we went, we all turned on our PVP. We went out and then the real zergs showed up. We had like, <laughs> wow. we had a, opponents with a probably, I don't even know, 20, 30 people in a group, probably two different factions. And then we, they just mowed us over. Yeah, Jeez, yeah. that's that's hilarious, dude. <laughs> I think you and I and Saul and Saulman UK and Fragman Saul there for a while. We were trying to make a stand in a building, right? And we were up on the second floor and we were shooting our muskets out the window. And then they're like, "Okay, they're coming in." And then we made this like heroic last stand that lasted two seconds or whatever. <laughs> and then it was hilarious because Saul then found out that when you when you go prone removes your name tag so you can't see like enemies can't see you if you're prone in the grass so then he's we're all just crawling around on our bellies like through the grass trying to get away from the zerg i mean it's good times it was it's a lot of fun that's actually kind of smart i like that idea yeah yeah think about that we've got you've got that zerg chasing you you go up and over the mountaintop right when you get to the other side you just jump prone and then like crawl off to the side and just watch the zerg run by yeah yeah that, no. that that's actually pretty smart too, Grim. <laughs> yeah. Like you like fake your jump and by going prone right before the cliff and then just you know crawl to the side or something. <laughs> yeah, we just have to outsmart the Zergs. That's it. Yeah, yeah. We gotta put down our cold fire trebuchet and <laughs> hit him. <laughs> so I that's something Imp was saying that the fortress battles you can use the siege there, so that's pretty cool. Damn. Yeah, and that's another thing. We can't really judge the PvP too harshly yet because we haven't done this the sieges. No, I just made a um oh what are they called? A company. It's called the ESO Expendables. And so I sent invites out to, you know, like uh Saulman UK, Fragman Saul, and uh FK just joined our server, imps on our server, and uh you will get we'll get a group of somewhere between five to ten people and then we'll go and try and start taking keeps and doing some of those larger battles and see what that's all about yeah so i have a feeling there's like we've only scratched the surface if you're running around outside the city just chasing around onesies and twosies trying to kill them that's probably not the extent of their pvp experience right so. <laughs> awesome so uh and i'll make a little announcement here so in the if you're part of the Grimsforge Gaming Discord, we did just make a bunch of changes to a lot of the channels, edit some things, remove some things, and since a lot of the guys are playing New World, we do have a New World chat section. So if you want to join them and play some New World, feel free to check it out down there. And as always, we do put the Discord links in the description below. So feel free to check it out. Yeah um let's see okay so eso let's talk about your channel first um you talked about the content i really liked when you compared um for eso you compared the nern honed versus sharpened and you're comparing these different things in the game i think that that type of testing uh is super important very valuable and um so i really like that i love that i loved your challenge video you're you know web no weapons ganking uh that was really cool what's your favorite content to do on your channel mm, i'm a huge theory crafter anyway so i mean that's where all of my i can have millions of gold and spend it instantly because i'm always 
doing theory crafting, swapping sets, and and that kind of thing. So, comparing, you know, a a sharp sword versus a Nernhoned Maul is just something that I would be doing anyway, and I love to do it. So that's probably my favorite content to make is theory crafting videos. Um, I I really enjoyed the how to series too because I got a lot of really good feedback from those people saying like. You know, this video is great and they didn't know, you know, burst combos. A lot of people, I would say like over 50%, if not more, use the wrong burst combo on Nightblade. Because of the cast time on on in-cap, a lot of people will stun with surprise attack into an in-cap and that will, I mean, it'll be dodged almost every time. Mm -hmm. So I go through like in some various videos and stuff about, you know, how to do proper burst combos where your in cap will never be dodged um stuff like that those are probably my favorite videos to make just things that help the community is what i'm really really about when yeah. you do your theory crafting do you just mostly is it all like in-game type of stuff and then you you know test it live or do you uh use eso build editor you know some third-party website something like that to put your stuff together and then go test it yeah i always just do it on on live and that's why it costs me so much gold um i've tried it on the pts before but it's just really not the same as you know getting the gear together getting it all transmuted and then running into a battleground and and giving it a try yeah you never know how it's going to translate even from the eso build editor you look at it stats look fine everything looks fine then you take it out and you're like this isn't it right <laughs> this, this isn't going to get it done yeah yeah, because I know for me personally, it's very easy when I can throw things together and then you know uh, just ch take a look, take a look, take a look at the stats, and then I can easily tell, oh yeah, this is gonna work, no problem. But I have my biggest issue when I try something new that I've never done before. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this looks like it's gonna work. I go test it out. This is the worst idea ever. Back <laughs> to the back to the drawing board. I Happens all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's freaking like I hate. You know, I guess what what do people say? Like diversity is the spice of life, or variety is the spice of life. Yeah, f that, dude. I'd rather just do the same thing every single day and be happy. And I'm I'm good. Yeah. And then there goes your hundred k that you spent on uh, golding your sword or whatever. Too. Yeah. It's like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Been there, done that, and I can contest how, um, how expensive it is to do builds. So, like, I was telling people like my hulk smash uh three three stam dk build video cost me over three million gold to make that video you know so just to get you know some people say crap builds <laughs> you know in the comments so uh, crap yeah. builds yeah those yeah. are the best comments so i like comments like that yeah do you, do you think will come in oh go, go ahead, ahead Kevin. i was gonna say like I recently put out a video that has like the hardest, the hardest hitting ganker I've ever played. I've been playing gankers since like, I don't know, a long time ago, a couple of years. And I recently put out a build video with the hardest build, hardest hitting ganker build I've ever played. And then people comment underneath it. They're like, this isn't hitting very hard. I'm like, well, I don't, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. It's, I haven't found anything in the game that hits harder than this. So, yeah. You know what? I wonder what they're playing on because I've been noticing this a lot. Um, just the the difference between EU and NA, like uh, the metas and who's wearing what and where, and there's a difference between the metas on PC versus console, you know, like if you're playing on Xbox or PlayStation. So 
I wonder if that build that you put together, if it just feels or plays differently on the other servers. It's possible. And I talked to the guy a little bit to try and help him out. And it turned out that like he had, you know, he was running Red Guard when I recommended Khajiit. It's a crit build, right? So you need Khajiit. Mm-hmm. He's running Red Guard when you need, and he was running, you know, the wrong traits on his gear and stuff. And I'm like, well, that's part of the issue why. Yeah. Khajiit is really big on a crit build. Yeah. Yeah. So, Grims, I know you said that you spent three mil for your, what was it, Hulk Smash, you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or the Thanos, three, three different stamina necromancer builds and then i've got a three different werewolf builds and each one of them was really expensive videos yeah so i guess for both of you guys how important do you think it is when you're testing stuff out to have it gold as opposed to having it purple or because for me personally for my body pieces i if i'm testing stuff i just keep i I make it purple and then for jewelry i will honestly keep it blue all right and then for my weapons uh i'll, I'll, I'll usually gold those out just because it's you know just one item so it's not really that big of a deal but how important do you guys think it is to have it gold out for testing or if it matters so the, to have your weapons gold is huge mm-hmm. to have your gear gold is not not huge um asian god he made a comparison video between purple gear and gold gear and it was only a one percent damage difference between the body pieces purple uh, monster set is more important to have gold, but your weapons is the most important thing to have gold. You can't be running around with purple weapons. Yeah, and I think in that same video, he also talked about the difference between blue jewelry versus purple jewelry versus gold jewelry. And there's a each jewelry has a significant jump in damage. Um, like if you were running infused on each one of those, because it goes what from forty two percent to what 50 percent to 60 percent something like that yeah yeah per jewelry piece and so that's where the bulk of your whatever is i only gold gear out as a uh, reward kind of a reward to like if i have a build that i just really like i love the build i don't plan on changing it uh mandalorian was one of those i'll gold it out that brings us back to our conversation though earlier about like why bother Golding out like it's a million to gold at one piece of jewelry. Yeah. So why spend three million gold on jewelry when it's just gonna change in yeah. a month? Well, yeah, that's a perfect crusader. Nobody ever used that set. I use that set, love that set, you know. Double your dodge roll window. Heck yeah. You know, and other people that saw the Mando videos, they were like, dude, that set looks pretty cool. I never thought about that. Double double your dodge roll window. I'm like if stealth's working properly, they'll only see me for a small window, and that small window I'm dodge rolling, so they can't even hit me when I'm when they can see me, and so that makes that playstyle able to box very well and fight outnumbered very well. And they're changing the set completely. You know, now I'm going to have a gold set of something completely different. So yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I will say, you know, from what I was saying earlier. In those moments where, yeah, I sure I use my transmutation crystals to craft my set, you know, gold gear, whatever. I still have to spend the plating to gold it out. And if they make it useless now, well, yeah, I'll, I'll get my crystals back, no problem. But you know, 12, 12 plating, and I'm only <laughs> gonna get three grains back. Oh man, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be upset about that. 
do you guys think they should do something about the cost of upgrading jewelry? Should uh, they? Um, so when you say that, can you be a little bit more specific in terms of like what? So you it's would like one see? million gold right now to to upgrade from purple to gold for like a necklace, right? So mm -hmm. do you think they should make it like where it costs less mats to to upgrade to gold or maybe where the resource is more abundant or something? Well, so I, I, I think the only reason why the jewelry stuff is so expensive is because it's kind of new, right? Compared to when everything else was released. You know, jewelry came, I think, in the, what, the Somerset DLC? That's what I thought, but the price never really seemed to change. I mean, it is a hot commodity, right? How long has, from the from the from when the base game was released how long has it been until somerset was released like a couple of years right like yeah four or five years or whatever so you have four to five years of people building up stashes of rosin tempering alloy drag wax all the other uh, all the other crafting skill lines right um you know backlogs of materials saved up and now uh, i guess somerset came out like you know two years ago probably or something like that and it's it's pretty new so to me it makes sense that you know it's it, it would still be rare and for that reason the price is always going to be sky high every single time because yeah. since since the dawn of its release it's it's always been hot and the price has honestly never gone down so yeah so like captain said you could probably make the um grains a little bit easier to come by you know through mining make them increase the drop rate on chance you know the rng of them or something to that effect to where they're a little bit less rare than they are now and you should see the price um lower with yeah. that I mean, right because i don't even bother putting out builds that have two crafted sets for that very reason i don't expect someone to spend hundreds of thousands on trying to upgrade their jewelry so I think that really hinders the the theory crafting, right? You can't run two crafted sets because of the cost of jewelry just to craft it. Yeah. And then even, I guess, the traits too, right? If you're running the Arubic Amber, I think that's like 30, 40K a pop. Yeah. Yeah. Did you start out uh, playing ESO on PC or did you start out on console? I've always been on um, PC. I tried like a steam machine so basically on my tv but with a with a console controller i couldn't do it i went straight back to mouse and keyboard i don't know how people play on controller i just i can't do it yeah i i play uh, mouse and keyboard i can't play controller should i be offended by these comments are you a controller <laughs> player heck yeah man i i cannot oh. dude i cannot stand mouse and keyboard you know while playing eso i think when i first started playing I was on the mouse and keyboard for about a week or two, and then I realized, hey, can I get my PS4 controller to work on this? And then I figured it out, and I was like, oh heck yeah, I'm never going back. And then uh, I was—I think I was using some third-party software to to make the connection happen. And then I realized, you know what? I don't have an Xbox. Let me just buy a controller for a system I don't have and just run it on my computer. And I've been using a 360 controller ever since. Nice. Yeah, I have a. I have a, like an MMO mouse. So all my buttons are on the side of my mouse. All of my abilities 
or on the side mm -hmm. of my mouse. I don't use uh, one, two, three, four, five on the keyboard. I only use keyboard for movement, and that's it. And even my roll dodge is on my mouse as well. So pretty yeah. much everything on my mouse. That's one of the first um, quality of life changes for a lot of the people that come to me for PvP training is we talk about, hey, you need to get an MMO mouse or a programmable mouse so you can move your abilities to the mouse. So that way your left hand, you know, assuming your right hand mouse, uh, your left hand is just used for mobility, you know, and your right hand's used for abilities and looking around. And once you make that change, because they're like, I, I can always spot these people too when they're doing battlegrounds and stuff because they'll stop moving and cast abilities. <laughs> it's hard for them to do both at the same time, right? Like, yeah. how am I going to be pressing A, W, and D when I'm also pressing 1, 2, and 3, you know? So that's one of the easiest quality life changes for PvPers, for new players, so. Yeah, I heard... Um... I think Mio, Mio Millennial or Mio Crits mm -hmm. or our buddy Imp, I know they have a, a new keybind layout for people that were still running the normal one, two, three, four, five, and they have a new setup just to make it a little bit easier on your left hand that is a little bit more conducive to um, being a productive contributing PVP member. I'm always curious too, like what people do for their roll dodge. Um, I double, I remove double tap to dodge because I can't stand that. And then I bind roll dodge to my middle mouse button. Mm. So then if you want to roll dodge like to the left, you push A and middle mouse button, it'll roll dodge you to the left. Or if you want to roll dodge backwards, S and middle mouse button. Mm. It's worth a try. If you haven't tried it, try it. The yeah, double I... tap to roll dodge is terrible. You fall off keep walls and all sorts of stuff doing that. Yeah, I know that um, Grim Hollow does the same thing. He's got um, roll dodge set up, you know, to the mouse, too. I have my bar swap set up as my middle mouse button, you know, um, but... I think you guys have the break free, like, for your mouse wheel scroll up or something. No, yeah. mine's just right and left click, same time. I don't know. That's a default, I think, right? Yeah, so, yeah, that's the default. Grim Hollow pointed this out. He said, I don't have break-free problems usually, um, and it's because I have scroll down on my mouse wheel as break-free, and every single, like, in one swoop or one downstroke, it'll potentially break-free, like, ten times. You know, pop, 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 pop. Oh, and, wow. Yeah, so he doesn't have a problem breaking free. It's just a real quick swipe down and all those also another thing along those same lines if you're running a bash crow um change your bash to mouse wheel scrolling down or scrolling up oh and wait wait no way dude you serious <laughs> you, can, you can rapid fire bash just bop, 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 bop. yep <laughs> oh boy wow that's actually freaking nuts dude. don't release this to the public now uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So bash crows, you can set your bash up to just be automatic fire, just craziness on your mouse wheel. That's good, funny. Good lord, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna have to edit this part of the episode out. <laughs> <laughs> and stash it away in a secret vault. <laughs> oh boy, that's funny. So, at what point did you decide to start making content? Um, I used to be very casually making content. So I've, my YouTube's been up for years, but 
I would throw up, you know, a Genker uh, video here and there, maybe once a month, once every few months. I've only recently become serious about getting on a schedule and posting at least once a week, if not twice a week. So That's within awesome. the last few months, I've started um, posting once a week, usually yeah. twice a week. But I like your logo. It's really well done. Thanks. Um, um, did you follow any other content creators? Were you like watching them and you're like, man, that's awesome. I can do that. Or I want to do that. Um, yeah, my, like I was watching a lot on Nexi. Uh, he's a, he's a Nightblade main as well. Um, it's like when I used to watch skateboarding videos too. I, whenever I watch any of that, I just want to go play. I want to go make like videos and stuff and do the same thing. Um, but yeah, Nexi was like huge for me to get started into making videos. And then, um, Nolan Kirkhoff, he's one of my favorite YouTubers, um, and streamers, um, guys like that. I like a lot of one VX channels. Um, yeah. Do you have a preferred like editing software that you like to use? Um, I use shortcut at the moment. I mean, it's free and it's what I know and I'm sure there's better ones out there, but it gets the job done. I don't think I've ever heard of Shotcut. <laughs> you know, um, somebody else posted. Who was it? I think it was Sawman. Sawman posted a screenshot in chat the other day about when he was editing his 5K sub video. And I was like, that's totally, sh he's using Shotcut too. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I yeah. can see Sawman running, doing that too. <laughs> Shotcut's great. Give it a try. I mean, you guys probably have paid software, right? But. Uh, my, my, I use Wondershare Filmora, so I, my, mine is paid, but I think Grimm is still slumming it. <laughs> what are you using, Grimm? I'm using HitFilms Express, and it's a free, um, free software, but then if you want to add any bells and whistles in, you, you can specifically pay for whatever effect you're looking for, um, and only purchase that additional, like, plug-in, right? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so it's really cool. The whole left side of the screen, when you first log in, has just anything and everything you've ever wanted to do in videos. And then each one of them has a tutorial attached to it so you can figure out, you know, like if I wanted to take a screenshot of Icy and have, you know, have his eyes frosted over or have his hand up in the air and have icicles forming on it there's a bit you know there's a, a plug-in that allows you to add that effect to videos and stuff and so it's pretty cool yeah hit films express it's 100 percent free and they do take donations so but you that's can awesome yeah i'll have to give that a try you should check out shotcut though too i think it's full it has all features that that you need it's got chroma key it's got effects everything hmm. pretty cool I'll look at it yeah yeah. Um, so you've been taking a guild out. Can you tell us about your guild and the people you run with? You've been taking a guild out to Cyrodiil, and has some PvP training been happening with that? What What's been going on with the guild? Yeah, so I'm an officer in Army of the Covenant, or a DC no CP guild. Um, we're we pretty much are DC no CP on uh pcna um yeah so lately i've been working with um a unit called scouts so 
we're like a unit of night blades and we you know we go around behind enemy lines false flagging keeps to divert enemies and stuff like that we're rolling around inside we're the annoying night blades that you can never get out of the keep after you flip it <laughs> um and then we've also been working on another unit that's kind of more like a ball group unit and that's um it's fairly new to us we have other ball groups within the guild but um our particular unit is new to ball groups and and we had our first run on friday with all of our new sets and stuff and it actually went really good we were you know like four to one or one to four you know like four ad per one of us and we were fighting zergs with it and and it was great but what's the ball group consist of because i know i think maybe a week or two weeks ago i was actually running uh, a couple days with the ball group they were looking to recruit me for the healers and everyone and their mothers got proxed that on <laughs> and it's the guy has it very structured where okay i want you running this this guy's running this you're running that and then you know it's it's very organized it's a very organized process so um I, i'm not sure how much you know about how how you guys are running but can you shed some light on yeah so i mean it's just like that we have secret builds for every you know every role we've got um, a certain amount of healers certain amount of damage dealers everybody synergizes with everything else so we made sure to pay attention where um, we've got all the covered major buffs all the covered minor buffs um, pretty much everything you need to to keep 100 percent uptime on everything and I know, it's hard to explain without giving out to like too much of our secrets but mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah yeah, we, yeah, I gotcha. yeah we try to harmonize really well um basically everybody synergizes with everybody else so i don't think this would be a secret but are you guys is everyone using Proxnet? oh yeah for sure yeah so, it's broken it's broken there's no reason why not to use it yeah 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 so do you think that can you run a ball group that isn't using Proxnet? do you think or or you think that's a like does a pro um what what's that phrase it's like if if you're a ball group has prox uh, i can't even think of the phrasing now but can you be in a ball group and not have prox that that'll be my question you can yeah but i don't know why you would want to because even a healer wearing uh using prox debt can get like a 20k proc on it you know it right. scales off how many people are around you so if you've got a full group of people in you call when the you call when to proxy up so then everybody explodes at the same time you know, and if it's a large group that you're in, then it could be, you know, 20K proximity detonation per right. person who's wearing it. So. Do you guys use the RDK add-on? We do. Yeah, we use synergy prevention too. So only certain people can grab synergies in group. Uh, so that way we don't have um, accidental people grabbing synergies. Oh, okay. I didn't know synergy prevention was actually an add-on. That actually sounds pretty. It's neat. part of RDK, yeah. And then um, oh, RDK. Oh, is, okay. Yeah, it's also huge for like staying on crown. RDK is really good because it gives you that beam that comes out of your head. Yeah. Yep. The uh, I think I think there's another add-on like lights and Meridia. That's what I call it. Same. Um, yeah. yeah. I think it does the same thing. Yeah. Yep. Same thing. So. So for dude, freaking RDK. Oh my god. So when they introduced me to that game changer dude oh my goodness man like 
Graham, you know that add-on that we used to use, the one that just enlarges the crown so you can see where they're, they're at? Yeah, crown modifier. Yeah, dude, that that sucks, okay? This <laughs> RDK tool, dude, uh, I guess the way we have it set up or, you know, the, the group I was running with, they, they had it set up. There's, like, literally a green circle, bright green dot on the guy who has crown. Okay, it is so easy to spot where this guy is. Okay, yeah. just listen to call outs and do whatever. Oh my goodness, like it's it, it's a game changer. It really is. It's even got like options where you can have an arrow that points on your screen to where your person with crown is. Yes, yes, one hundred percent. Oh my goodness, dude. And it changes of... colors based on how close you are. If you're green, if you're if it's if you're close enough, it's green. Once you start getting far away, it turns red and lets you know that you're too far away from from crown. Yeah, yeah, Grim. Like you need to check that add-on out because I know when in the past or over the last year or whatever, whenever we've been down in the sewers and stuff, I know. Uh, I guess like one of our big issues is you know when we got like multiple guys with us is target selection. So mm-hmm. you know when we're saying hey the healer's over here let's kill him whatever we got you know you know uh, Tom Dick and Harry all over the place and we're all fighting our own battles for the most part. But right. if we all had this RDK tool, then oh man, it would have it would change so many battles for sure. Yeah. Just it's having that gonna, organization. It's not gonna help me much because while you guys are over there killing all the different people or whatever, I'm over here looting the mobs. You know, <laughs> you know this. <laughs> you just triggered me. <laughs> I was thinking about like someone needs to write an add-on. I don't know if this would be considered overpowered or not though, but where um, someone needs to write a, an add-on where when person with crown tab targets someone, mm-hmm. everybody in group can see who they tab targeted. Yeah, that would be awesome. I don't know if it would be overpowered or not, though. It might be borderline broken. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. There's add-ons right now that tell you who's targeting you with a ranged attack and tells you when to dodge roll, you know? And they could be what? doing it. Yeah, there, there's an add-on that does that. I forgot what it is. Um, Papa could tell you what it is. He doesn't use it, but he, he, you know, he was, yeah. So you ever wonder, you got someone dead to rights, you're in stealth and you line up a sniper, line up a whatever, and they just dodge roll at the perfect time. They're, they're running that add on. So. Interesting. Yeah. Um, what's your thoughts with your ball group or with your group of people right now for the changes to Cyrodiil with the no proc? Are you guys excited about that? Not excited about that? Personally, I like no proc because I feel like it takes, um, skill to kill people instead of having a proc set do the damage for you. Mm -hmm. And I was a huge fan of the last no proc and I, I really enjoyed it. It was more um skill-based combat instead of you know having calorian's legacy hit someone for 10k for you mm-hmm. but as far as in the guild we have a lot of mixed feelings everybody has a lot of mixed feelings so we'll end up probably since we main no cp and then and that's where no proc is also going to be and no hammer for whatever reason um we're probably just going to leave it up to a vote and let everybody decide if they want to move over to we're not going to go to um the main CP campaign just because of the lag and nobody likes that. So we would probably go to like Black Reach or something instead. Just play like one of the the smaller CP campaigns. But yeah. personally I like no proc, but it sounds it sounds to me a lot like people in my guild enjoy the procs. So there's probably a big chance that we're gonna be leaving 
um, Raven watch and going over to black reach. Yeah. You know, I find myself, I put together builds that utilize procs or utilize conditional proc sets and stuff like that. Um, but the more I play, the more I don't like the changes to CP, I guess. Um, or I, it's not that I don't like the changes. I don't like the power creep, you know, and the power creep in the game is, I think we're at a tipping point right now where people are just dying super fast and they're going to try and offset that with all the additional damage mitigation. Hopefully it works and there's a good balance right now. I think no matter what's going on in the game, you're always going to run into the people that you can't kill. You know, they build tanky and they know how to play or whatever. Um, but I think there needs to be a balance there somewhere. I don't know if it takes a blanket change like the uh, battle spirit passive change or if it takes actually addressing the individual classes that are the you know problems and so i don't know i think that i might be going to no cp and just solely play no cp i do most of my build testing and everything in imperial city for cp purposes um, and I do most of my build testing in Battlegrounds for no CP because it's very easy to get to fights. I just really like where no CP's at right now. And if you're telling me that I'm not going to get hit with Venomous Smite and a bunch of silly stuff, and it's going to force a little bit more skilled PvP, then no CP might be where I'm at full time. I don't know. What about you, IC? What do you think about that? No CP, no proc? I'm indifferent, I guess, at the end of the day, because... Like, with my play style, and how I like to, you know, build my uh, healers and stuff, you know, procs or no procs, I'm still, I'm still good. I'm still gonna be able to do my job, right? Uh, yeah. I will be able to run Curse Eater, you know, on all my other characters, but that's okay. I guess I'll just start running more Necros and Templars, so we have that purify for the team. So yeah, and and they are introducing a little bit more sets now, the the second time around. So that'll be, uh, I guess, nice. But at the end of the day, probably just still stick with something generic and baseline just to get the job done, right? So yeah, I don't really understand the reason behind the changes. They say that time to kill is too short, but right now, to me, it feels balanced. You need you need a, a damage reduction set because time to kill is high and damage is high. And then you need a damage set, and then you or or a sustain set, so um, a damage resistance, a sustain, and then you can either get your weapon damage from your jewelry and your mundus, or you can go. Um, resistance set damage set and then get your sustain right now from your your jewelry and mundus so to me right now it seems balanced next patch it's going to be you're getting your damage reduction just it's just there so you're either going to be running you know two damage sets or i don't know to me it feels balanced at the moment so i don't really see the reason for the changes i think um, it's only the outliers it's the extremes right it's the 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 bombers that are only hitting one target and nuking them, 
like annihilated. Yeah, but why don't they just take care of that? Like nerve exactly. or something. Ex- they did... Exactly. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. If you took the top performers in Burst, you know, like if we interviewed a thousand people and said, what's hitting the hardest right now? You know, and then you took everyone's answers and you went through and looked at it, we would probably see a lot of the same thing. They'd say, you shouldn't be able to get bombed by somebody. I'm by myself and I get bombed. I I got hit for 20K by a bomber. Just just the uh, prox debt hit me for 20K. Yeah. And, and I was on cap resistances on um, Spartan. Cap resistances and got hit for 20K. It was 20K, 20K 8K, and 8K, you know? Bombers like, have always been broken, but the thing is, like, you only used to see a bomber maybe once a night, and it was funny. You'd be at a resource, you'd get bombed, like, oh, that was a nice bomb. You wouldn't see another bomber for the rest of the night, but now it's like every time you're sieging a keep, you're getting hit by three, four bombers on the, you know, every time. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why, because there's so many bombers, and that's why they're nerfing it, but they don't need to nerf all of ESO. They just need to nerf proximity detonation. I don't know, soul tether, maybe. I don't, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Cause if you look at how those two work with mechanical acuity, right. Um, it's problematic. So I think that's a problem. And then the other thing would be the desyncing issues from like overload magnum shot and, um, flame clench, you know, uh, leap when it works it desyncs people and it's usually abilities that change the location of a character you know like the knockback or whatever or knock up so i don't know i i think that uh i might spend a lot of time in no cp i like battlegrounds you know and if i can go to no cp cyrodiil and not have to face proc sets then that'll be kind of cool and like icy said if they're opening up the build diversity a little bit introducing more no cp allowed sets that sounds kind of fun to me so yeah and i was i feel the same way it's just i'll just have to go wherever the guild goes but it's um there's probably three or four times as many sets as they had in the no proc test so there's yeah. still going to be build diversity. It's just they removed some sets that I feel like were unnecessary. New Moon's not in there for whatever reason. Um, but the ones that shouldn't be in there, Kalorian's Legacy, Vicious Death, all of that is gone. Yeah. Yeah, I know New Moon they had kind of marked, they have it marked as a proc set, you know, because of the 5%, whatever, whatever. And it's kind of weird. It, it, sh- it shouldn't be a proc set at all. It's just how they their coding how they have it set up so and what they should do to make themselves for the future they should every new set that's implemented in the game should be marked appropriately you know moving forward so that way they don't have to go back and do this huge armor set audit especially when i don't even know how many armor sets are in the game right now but it's a lot so and the only time they should have to do like an armor set audit is the top 10 percent performers you know when people and maybe crusader fell into that maybe that's exactly what happened you know <laughs> i'm the only one out there using crusader and a couple people that watched the mando videos 
and they're like okay well we need to make this set more viable so here's the change to it so yeah but uh what do you think about grim the addition of no c uh doing no procs for no cpic because i know we expect cyrodiil that's fine but now they're bringing it over to imperial city no cp i'm good with that i'm good with that uh, that's fine you know um now i can go back home i don't have to go to cyrodiil to not run into the cheese you know i'm sure guys like nolan kirkhoff will be happy with that too you know because he'll be out there and he'll he'll be like what is this greasy cheesy build that you know what are you doing <laughs> you know and he so he hates that and he hates running into werewolves and stuff so but he's the yeah. best to watch he and his streams are always great he's trying to 1vx and he's fighting like massive groups yeah yeah, I like uh, I like Nolan. Yeah, he's pretty funny, and he's out there every freaking night. So, okay, so what can every? Do you have any uh, topics for us or any questions for us? No, I don't think so. I think I feel like we had good good conversation today. Okay, um, I'll see you on New World. We'll run around and kill some people and get into some big battles. And uh, I'm going to be joining you in Cyrodiil, hopefully, at some point, whether it's on our Nightblades or I'll just run alongside your ball group and cheer you guys on. Yeah, we always have spots. I mean, sometimes people can't make it. So maybe if you're if ball group is something you're interested in, I can always send you one of the builds for you to put together and you could run with us one night. It might be fun. Yeah, I would have to put it. I only have on DC. I think I've got Steve Rogers, which is a Stamplar. And I've got um, Tony Stark, which is a Magplar. So it would have to be something in those Stamplar or Magplar. But um, yeah, we've got a Magplar in group. I could send you the build for if you're interested. Yeah, that might be fun. I haven't cool. put I haven't put Tony Stark's build together yet because of the left turn, right turn, everything. But I know that if it goes live, I already know what I'm going to be using next patch, and it's just completely broken so um where can everyone were you talking about the uh 34k tooltip grim yeah yeah i'm gonna run that build on i'm gonna run that build on uh tony stark so <laughs> there's a funny video so in the build video right at the beginning of that i'll just tell you guys now there's a if you go back to iron man one and he's talking to the military guys that are talk thinking about purchasing his missiles right the jericho and you know he just says you know i prefer a weapon that you only have to fire once <laughs> and uh, that's the way my dad did it that's the way america does it <laughs> and uh so with those tooltips you will only have to fire those weapons once <laughs> <laughs> yeah. dude i feel like this would be the um uh like the next level upgrade for valcorin uh yeah i do need to bring bring Val, valcorian back so yeah because honestly so obviously i know you have an eso build editor you should just and i think that was a templar right valcorian oh no no, no the, the the one where you took the screenshots oh yeah that was templar yeah honestly you should just like make five more of those just you know for each class just to see you know if it could be viable or not you know so, because yeah. I'm, I'm going to be really curious to see how it works on a Templar, but I already know it would, it would, uh, slap on a Sork 
easy. Yeah, it'd be a little scary because, okay, so that build to get those tooltips on there, it's almost 14K spell damage. So, yeah, it's 14K spell damage. On Valkorian, I was hitting 8 and 9K spell damage. So imagine hitting 5K spell damage more. So, yeah. Pretty scary. That's that's what I fear is that. I fear the uh, power creep. There's no way in the world. 8, 8K a year ago was a reach. Like, how do you even get 8K spell damage? And now yeah. I'm hitting 13K, 14K spell damage. That's stupid. So Insane. Yeah. Dude, I, I remember when we were in the sewers and some guy, I think we were running away from a Zerg and then one guy <laughs> caught up to us and then he was just like, I've never seen a character get deleted, logged out from the sewers before. Oh my <laughs> God. Yeah, I just turned around and I was like, overload crushing shock and he just blew up <laughs> dude and it's so funny because it's it's like the one pre the, you know the one person who keeps up it's usually like a sork character and he's like uh, you know running and gunning like you know a young teenager think he's like all like the hot stuff whatever deleted from existence oh my god i think yeah. i remember you saying oh uh guy came in all right he's gone <laughs> like all in all in like the span of like uh, less than two seconds yes yeah. Yeah, and that's that's 8k spell damage, so 13, 14k is gonna be pretty scary. So, oh man, I can't wait, that's gonna be fun. Yeah, so Captain, uh, YouTube, obviously, you're there. Are you on Twitch also? Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, where else can we find you? Just YouTube at the moment, and then, um, I'm gonna start a Discord here pretty soon so the community can suggest uh, different video ideas for YouTube. So, and then eventually, I'll probably do some streaming on YouTube or Twitch, but at the moment it's just YouTube. That's awesome. What about, um, what are the best ways for people to help you out right now? Um, outside of subscribing, do you have a um, tip jar? Do you have Patreon? Do you have merchandise? Only fans. Yeah. Nope. Yep. I mean, I'm just there to, to put videos out for the community. And so the only way that you guys can help me out is, um, just come check out the channel and if you like it, just subscribe and maybe share it with your friends. That's that's my whole um, goal behind this is just building stuff and helping the community. So that's awesome. We're gonna see some cool ball group clips on on your channel as well. Yeah. Eventually, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Right you now, it's just giving out too much. You don't want to give out too much of the secret sauce. Exactly, and then everybody will be running it. Yeah. Hey, you. hey, man, more competition. That's true. Yeah. That's all I got. What about you, Icy? Cool. So I think we have a couple of announcements. So I know I think I mentioned halfway through the podcast, we did make changes to the Discord server. So once you join, uh, you will have to just react to a role to get access to the rest of it. And we cleaned it up and made it a little bit more professional now, thanks to uh, Admin Bleach like to call him now so uh, shout out to him and the second thing is of course as always we are on anchor so if you want to just get an audio only version of this podcast you can go there there's always a link in the description below and the third part we have now as part of the discord cleanup we did now introduce a like staging area for the podcast so as we're recording live 
you can also listen in live if you choose to and just kind of check it out. Uh, we haven't added anything where, you know, you guys could talk back to us while we're doing a live show, whatever. That wasn't really the intention. But if you want to just listen live whenever you see us in the Discord, yeah, feel free to hop in in the uh, staging area and check us out. I think we saw Fragman, Saul, and Sawman uh, down there. So that was pretty, pretty cool. So, um, and I think that is it. And yeah, we'll catch you guys on the next one. See ya. See ya. Oh, Captain, you can say bye. Bye. See you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to say bye-bye, Argonians. Bye-bye, Argonians.